Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm so excited to be sitting down with my favorite content creators, Marissa Wren. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I think I first started seeing your TikToks like around COVID, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them were like the Chinese street style, right? Yes. So tell me a little bit about how you got started, you know, creating content and how you've like kind of turn that into your full-time career? Yeah, so I guess the pandemic was actually first when I started creating a lot. I had TikTok before then, but I wasn't really posting videos. Um, And then during the pandemic, I just had nothing else to do. And I was just posting a bunch of random trends. And then I started the Chinese straight fashion trend. And I How did you start doing that? I just, I I don't know. It was just like something that I always saw. It was... um, they're from the Chinese version of TikTok called Douyin, uh-huh. and I wanted to like bring that to American TikTok because that's not something that like you're able to access and see. Right. And it just like picked up like really fast. Everyone was loving it. Mm-hmm. So I just started doing a bunch of those videos and that's when it started all really picking up for me. And I think, like, actually, my husband, like, was the first person to show them to me. He's like, look how cool the Chinese yeah. street sounds. Like, oh, my God, amazing. How's your content evolved since then? Yeah, so I guess that series is what really struck a lot of people. But also, I wanted to share more of myself as well and, like, my personal style. So I obviously do that series. And then I also try to put out videos about, like, me and my lifestyle and my outfits and kind of merge the two together. Awesome. And you started this while you were in school? I was in school, but it was the pandemic, so I was at home. (laughs) So it was easier to balance, like, being a full-time student and creating the content. Yeah, definitely. So when, what was that pivotal moment when you decided, like, I'm going to move from Atlanta to New York Mm -hmm. and, you know, this is actually, like, a viable career path? Yeah, so I always knew I wanted to be in New York after graduation. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Like, I started out in college as an aspiring accountant (laughs) and then once I started TikTok I was like no I need something more creative I can't just like sit at an office job and crunch numbers all day Mm -hmm. Um, but I realized that content could be more of a full-time job when I started working with a lot of brands later into the pandemic and like after things started going back normal a little bit and Mm -hmm. I was like I really like doing this I love working with brands and The income is good. Mm -hmm. It's obviously a lot better than what I would have made as like an entry accountant or marketing person. So yeah, I just decided that I wanted to try full time for a little bit and I could always go back into corporate if that's something I wanted to do later on. Yeah. So for aspiring, you know, content creators out there Mm -hmm. who would like to do this full time, when is that like moment or wh- how do you know when you can start like monetizing this as like an actual career and not something like you do on the side as like a passion project? Yeah, I think it's important to start it as just a passion project. Like when I first started making videos, I had no idea I could even make any money from it. Um, but when offers and brands started reaching out, I was like, whoa. But I still didn't know. It was It was like a I feel like I still don't really know if I can do it like full time forever. Um, But you just have to like try it out and see. Yeah, totally. Can you share more about your experience as an AAPI content creator? Yeah. So um, I think a lot of my content starting in pandemic and like with the Chinese street fashion was focused on bringing more 
like AAPI awareness and appreciation because like during COVID, there was a lot of hate going on. A lot of Asian hate, yeah. A lot of Asian hate and that all resurfaced like beginning of 2021 too. Um, So it's really important to just like have that representation in media and social media. And it definitely made me feel more empowered as well, being able to create connect with other AAPI content creators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just having that community is so important. And did you grow up, like, did you grow up in the U.S.? Like, your parents were, are they from here? Or did you grow up with, like, some Chinese culture and influence? Yeah, so I was actually born in China. Oh, really? And I moved to the U.S. when I was six. Oh, wow. Um, my parents still don't really speak English. <laughs> so I was raised, like, very traditionally. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents only speak to me in Chinese. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah. My mom is... Chinese and but my dad doesn't speak Chinese so I grew up like not really having that so Mm. my grandma lived with us and she didn't speak any English so that's the only reason why I can like understand or like even speak a little bit and I Uh think it's so important to like keep those ties like with your culture no I agree I want to like live in China for a few months sometime um have you ever like gone back there as an adult Yeah, I mean, before the pandemic, my family was visiting every two to four years. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone since the pandemic, but I do want to go back soon. And did you did you always have like an interest in like Chinese like street style? Like when was or were you always like following that? Or was that kind of something that you discovered in the pandemic? I think that was just something I got in the pandemic. I honestly didn't know much about it either before like social media. Mm -hmm. So it was really, really cool to see. And I just wanted to share it with everyone else. Do you think the the Chinese street style like influences like your personal style? Definitely a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Growing up in um, Georgia, everyone, no one dresses super edgy or cute. Like you only wear sweats around. So (laughs) it was nice to see some change. What is, like, one of the most important messages you want to, like, convey to your followers through your content? Um, a lot of my content is fashion-related, so I would just say dress in whatever makes you feel good and comfortable and don't really think about what other people have to say about it. Since you started, like, your career thinking you were going to be an accountant like was fashion always something that you had in your life that you really liked or is this something that you discovered through your content creation yeah I definitely always had an affinity towards fashion I just didn't really get to like I didn't have that much money growing up so like shopping for clothing wasn't something that was like super Like, I didn't get to do that a lot, Mm -hmm. Um, but during the pandemic, I really got to discover more of, like, a personal style and being able to, you know, like, go thrifting and find ways to incorporate style within a budget. Mm -hmm. And then after working with so many amazing companies and brands, I really got to just, like, access more of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are, like, some style tips that you have for you know, someone who doesn't really know how, what their Mm -hmm. personal style is or like they're experimenting, like any like tips to have pieces that you need in your wardrobe that are like really versatile, things like that. Yeah. I think building like a capsule wardrobe is really important. I tend to wear a lot of the same pieces over and over again, just like wear them differently. And also having like inspiration was really helpful for me. I love going on Pinterest and then following other like fashion creators 
And I actually, like, I use TikTok now as, like, a Google. Like, I search everything on TikTok now before I even, like, search it online. Yeah. And you, like, started on TikTok, right? That mm-hmm. is that, like, your platform of choice? Yes. I think TikTok is definitely where I have – it's where I have the most um, following and where I post the most, but I also love Instagram. What do you think the main difference between, like, the two platforms are? And if you are an aspiring content creator, like, how should you be treating, like, the platforms differently? Yeah, I think TikTok is definitely a lot more real. It's – you can just create content whenever and whatever content. And Instagram is a lot more curated. Like, I feel like I put way more time and effort into Instagram posts before I post them, whereas TikTok is more of just, like, I think of something, I make it, and I post. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and – I don't know. I feel like video format right now is really important. So I think for anyone who wants to start, I think starting out with TikTok would be really nice. How much time like every day do you dedicate to like creating videos? Um, I've definitely slowed down a little bit after moving to New York. But (laughs) and sometimes like it's like one day I crank out a lot of content. One day I don't really Mm -hmm. do anything related to that. But when I am making videos, I'd say like two hours, three hours. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of content creation time. Yeah. How do you find, like, inspiration for your videos? Like, I, it can be really taxing, like, always, like, needing to be creative, mm-hmm. coming up with new things to post, and the cycle is so fast. So yeah. how do you keep up with that creatively? I've honestly struggled with that a little bit in the past few months. I feel like it's gotten really, really saturated, and I've, like, been kind of burnt out. Mm-hmm. But I think just, like, taking a little break sometimes and also – I don't know, scrolling and seeing what other people are doing too. Yeah, sometimes ideas just come to me randomly. It's like a mix of everything. Because one thing I think, and I've talked to a lot of other creators and it's a little bit of a struggle, is when your life is also like social media, it can be like super taxing. Like you go on these like amazing trips, but then you have to be like posting constantly. Everything's like curated, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, So how do you like balance that? It's hard. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. But um, I think it's just important to be in the moment. A lot of my friends don't do content. So when I'm hanging out with them, I don't think about posting or like taking pictures and making everything aesthetic. And then just like separating the two it's hard, but I've been getting better at doing it. Like on trips and stuff, I try to have fun like priority Mm -hmm. and then create any content I can when I'm like resting or not like in the moment because I I think there's been like a huge rise in these like influencer like trips right and they all look like from the outside like so amazing so extravagant but you guys are like working Mm -hmm. the whole time it's not like just fun games right yeah (laughs) I mean we are working but it's still fun work Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah So I know that you are a recipient of the TikTok Creator Fund. Mm-hmm. Can you explain like what that is and kind of like how it's been influential in your career? Yeah, so TikTok first launched the Creator Fund, I think 2020, mid-2020. And they chose me as one of the first recipients, which wow. was really cool. But it's honestly, I mean, it's really cool. It's just a way for them to like help monetize creators on a more regular basis, like the way YouTube does. Mm -hmm. I would say I don't get much income from it. Mm -hmm. It's nice, like, side money. I still make a lot more from partnerships and Mm -hmm. ads and things like that. But it's a nice little, like, 
consistent side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So as someone who, you know, is kind of like new and fresh in your career, like what are what are your like hopes and goals going forward? Mm-hmm. I'm honestly still figuring that out. <laughs> That's fine. I feel like two years ago, I never would have expected to be doing this. So I don't know like what can change in the next two. Um, I definitely do want to keep creating content. I just want to like learn more and I want to travel more and just like figure out about myself. I think um, like what do your parents think about your career mm-hmm. path? Because they obviously expect you to be an accountant. And I know like as like a child of like immigrant parents, like yeah. even starting my own business was like traumatic for them uh-huh. and they like wanted me to go into corporate. So like what are their thoughts and feelings on yeah. like the path you took? I think I got lucky because they're really supportive. They actually always wanted me to do something on the creative side. Like I grew up um, like painting and sketching. So my mom wanted me to be like an industrial designer or Mm -hmm. something in that field. Um, So when I first started doing social media, they were supportive. They were like, okay, it's fine. And then when I started like bringing in money from it, they were like, okay, do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So what are some of your favorite style trends right now with, like, clothes and jewelry since we're a jewelry mm-hmm. company? Um, Clothing-wise, I really liked, like, the classic chic. I think for winter, just, like, layering with, like, trench coats and sweaters and all that is so cute. Um, I know right now, have you heard of, like, mermaid core? No, I haven't. <laughs> what is it? It's, like, a things... Um, like sparkly, like shimmery things? Kind of. A lot of like tool mm-hmm. and like mesh layering pieces, like iridescence. I think mean, that's really cute. And like ballet core. The ballet core, yes. Like the ribbons are yes. so cute. Yeah. And then for jewelry, I've always been more minimal. Mm-hmm. So I like my little like delicate necklaces. But um, I got my ears pierced, re-pierced for the first time. <laughs> Recently? Yeah, in a while. So I can finally start wearing earrings again. And I'm really into... I feel naked without earrings. No, I know. I've been wearing clip-ons for like so long. Are (laughs) clip-ons uncomfortable? I wear really thin clip-on hoops, Mm -hmm. so they're fine. (laughs) Yeah, but I'd rather be in pain than have naked ears. (laughs) Awesome. So let's switch gears a little bit and play a little diamond game since we are a diamond company. So will you ever speak Chinese on your TikToks? Maybe. I'm scared. Have you heard of Little Red Book? Yeah, I just downloaded it. Okay. Yeah. We could talk about that too. Okay. <laughs> Mom, Kyle's always like, go on Little Red Book. Do you, can you read or just? I went to school and I did learn how to read, mm-hmm. but I cannot. I'm illiterate. Like, yeah, I feel the same. I went to a lot of. Can you read? Like a little bit. But my vocab is so limited. Yeah. It's so hard when you're not studying it. I, like, took it for years, and I like, mm-hmm. even studied abroad in China. Oh. My Chinese was good when I was in Shanghai, but, like, I'd never use it, and I feel like if you don't use it, it's, like, really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you still speak it? Ni tian tian. Oh, my God. <laughs> we can speak in Chinese. <laughs> okay. So we're going to break to play a little diamond game. So basically what we have here are four different styles of diamond engagement rings, And we're going to rate them from one being your least favorite to 10 being your most favorite and why. And it's just your personal style. So there's no right or wrong answer. Sounds good. So we'll start with this one. It's a five carat emerald cut with tapered baguettes in a platinum setting. Can I try it on? Of course. (laughs) Oh, it's pretty. So initial thoughts, reactions. 
Um, I really like the shape. It's emerald, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I like some diamonds on the band too, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like a more bare one. But I really like the shape. Maybe like an eight. Eight. That's high. That's yeah. good. This is like more of like a traditional style. Yeah. Um. Okay. So with more diamonds on the band, we have a square cushion cut. This one's about seven carats, and it has a pabe diamond band, hidden halo, and compass prongs. This one's really pretty. <laughs> I would give this one like a nine. A nine out of ten? Okay. Yeah. That's the front runner. Yeah. That one has a little bit more bling. Okay. And then this is a very, very popular style. It's a five carat oval on a plain yellow gold solitaire okay. band. It's like kind of like similar to Hailey Bieber's ring. Ooh. But it doesn't have the bling. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen that many with a gold band. Oh, really? Yeah. The gold bands are probably our most popular right now. Mm. I really like the oval shape. I just don't think it looks good on me, but it's very pretty. <laughs> so Say. for you, what would you rate this? Uh, seven. Okay. Yeah. Seven. So this is number three. And last but not least, we have a bit of a curveball. Oh. This is an antique style um, five and a half carat old euro set in like an antique ring. This is so blingy. I love it. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a more unique style. Yeah. Um, I would give this one, I'd say seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. Okay, so we have the cushion cut as the front runner at the nine. Yes. Perfect. Thank They're you so much. They're all beautiful, much. though. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Awesome. Okay, so we chatted for a sec about Little Red Book, which mm-hmm. is like a Chinese social media app and my husband's always telling me you have to download it you have to do it like because we have friends that use it and they're like oh my god it's like amazing for reaching like an asian market Uh so you just recently downloaded it what is your feeling on it i've barely used it is it like tiktok like what is it no i'd say it's more like tumblr oh okay it's like a collection of images, videos, and blog posts. Mm-hmm. And there's different categories for things you want to see. And the algorithm then like works to like s- narrow down what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really gotten the chance to look through it yet. I was just on a trip. Mm-hmm. And my friend uses it like religiously. So she told me to download it. Yeah, it's like really, really big in Asia. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So are you like looking to expand to like the Chinese market more? Maybe. My Chinese is also not as good as I wanted to be. But you grew up speaking be. Chinese with your parents, right? I know, but it, I think it's different when you don't, like, study it in school and you're not, like, constantly surrounded by people yeah. who speak it. I think I find that so hard. Like, I studied it basically all through, like, high school and college yeah. and, like, grew up kind of with my grandma speaking it. But if you don't speak it for a while or don't read, it's so hard to keep up. Yeah, it's so hard. And now that I don't, like, live with my parents, I obviously, like, haven't gotten the chance to practice it that much. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, my husband's always like, speak Mandarin, like, on social media. I'm like, I'm embarrassed. It's scary. I can only really (laughs) speak it if I'm, like, drunk. (laughs) Um, We can speak a little Mandarin if you want. Okay, okay. You go first. Okay, (laughs) don't show (laughs) shama. My mom says I have a very strong American accent and I shouldn't speak it. No, I I feel like it's hard to not have an accent if you don't grow up speaking it. I know. 
It's like British people have British <laughs> accents, right? Yeah, exactly. You're still speaking the same language. Uh-huh. Um, but that's so cool. I love that. And I I think it's cool that you integrate like Chinese street style and culture like and bring like a different perspective to your content. And I think that's why it like picks up so well because you don't see that from other yeah. creators. Um so what is next for you? Do you have any like exciting projects you're working on? Anything we can like look forward to? Besides following you on Little Red Book. Because you're gonna start <laughs> posting there, right? Yeah, I have. <laughs> um honestly, I have a few uh, fun campaigns coming out with brands I've worked with, but I tend I tend to just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't know. I'm also excited to see what's coming next i don't really know yet (laughs) any like words of wisdom for um aspiring content creators um just post (laughs) yeah just start right just start (laughs) all right do you have any i mean like i think a lot of people might be a little nervous to start putting their content out there because they're nervous about you know the reaction or like Uh getting embarrassed like what do you think about that like negative comments or feeling like shy like your friends might judge you yeah I think the biggest thing for me was when I first started there were people in my life that were kind of judging me it wasn't more about the the comments like I can handle that I don't really care they're just people behind a screen that's but, that's good yeah <laughs> sometimes I, you people can take it really personally though I know I know I know people suck yeah comments are I don't know they don't get to me which is good but I feel like I had a few friends in the beginning who were judging me a lot Mm -hmm. and they were not supportive until I became like kind of successful. That's how it always is. Yeah. So I feel like that's the hardest thing. But honestly, just put out content like everyone is doing it like everyone sees it. It's nothing to be like embarrassed or shy about. Like I've always been super introverted. Like I've never expected to like be putting myself on the internet like this so yeah and I think you know everyone it's like embarrassing until like you find a little success and then everyone like thinks you're amazing yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) awesome well it was a great having you we can't wait to follow along on your journey where can we follow you keep up with what's going on yeah obviously I'm on tiktok my handle is marstruck but I'm also on instagram it's marissa with the dot after the m Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I'm Olivia Landau, founder of The Clear Cut, and you just listened to Cozying Up, where we feature women that inspire us. You can tune into episodes wherever you listen to your favorite shows and find us on social media at The Clear Cut.